It's recording. Hey. Oh, hold on. I can back this up a little bit so it starts earlier. All right. What is this? <laughs> what is that? Oh, oh this is It's kind of similar. We'll roll with it. Sorry. It's all good. <laughs> this is supposed to be uh, DMX X is coming for you. Representing our Tar Heels coming for them. edition of the player and the fan man thank y'all for tuning in listening hey it's a beautiful week <laughs> it's been raining for 40 days and 40 nights it has been what in the world is going Jesus on with North Carolina didn't the groundhog see a shadow or something like I know. that spring's supposed to be early and it's, it's supposed not. to be spring tripping and it just snowed in Jacksonville did it yeah oh they know this weather is tripping tripping yeah it dang sure done rain for 40 days and 40 nights my grass is soggy as heck at the crib. <laughs> I walked in it this morning and I almost thought I was in a sinkhole. <laughs> this, this, this weather is ridiculous out here in North Carolina. Well, we missed a week. I was sick and I didn't want to get David sick. I so. appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, I have you know. a lot going on. Thank you. Thank but you we have some out. catching up to do. We do. We do. The ACC has been real busy. It has. The The... NCAA period has been real busy. It's been a good basketball season. It has been. It has been a lot of a lot of good upsets. A lot of good, you know, teams that are we didn't think would be what they are are what they are, and and of course teams that we thought would be better are not. But you know that's that's basketball. I'm just happy smaller schools are becoming more prominent in the NCAA. We're, we're seeing smaller schools become doing a lot of good upsets. As far as who. Give me one. <laughs> you see how I put on the spot right there? <laughs> see how I put we on the spot? We can do UCF. Look, UCF is not a small school, Dang it. first off. Who else? But. We can pretend. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that, though. <laughs> they, a lot of these smaller schools are getting a lot of notoriety and attention because of, you know, some of the players. Does Memphis count? Memphis. Ah. Uh, I would say Memphis counts, but okay, and again, well, and we, and we talked about we talked about that at the beginning of the year with um, the recruitment process and and uh, Penny Hardaway being the new coach down there, how he would just bring the fanfare, and now they are probably going to be have a top five recruiting class, getting the number one player in the nation in James Wiseman. So um, I'm excited for for college basketball moving forward. Now, Murray qu- State count. Murray State definitely counts. Okay, right, yeah. 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 yeah, they got a top ten pick. Yeah, they do. Or top five. Right, yeah, there you yeah. go. He, he's moving up the draft. I don't know. Kobe White then, then snuck into the lottery. He, he has. He definitely Look, snuck in not- there. <laughs> he definitely snuck in there. He, hey, he came in with a vengeance though, but he still won't go before. He still won't go before John. Oh, okay. He still won't go before John. Again, he's lottery though. Now. He is absolutely he's definitely that. That means he absolutely has to go. Very unfortunate, I know, because I even thought about that backcourt of. Cole Anthony. Where is and, he? 
What you mean? Where is he? He Ooh. hasn't announced anything yet. We, he hasn't. Uh, he's been quiet. He has been real quiet. And that, that kind of worries me a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I don't like that. Let me look him up on Twitter. But, you know, I was kind of excited to, to, to fathom that backcourt of Cole Anthony and Kobe White. Ugh. That would have been something dangerous. But, yeah, Kobe has to go. He has to. Dang. So I'm looking at a doggone, he did a dunk from the free throw line. Yeah. Oh, that boy athletic. <sighs> yeah. He is athletical. He don't have nothing going on. Nothing. He just been real quiet lately. Very unfortunate. But I think if Kobe leaves, I think he definitely commits. Okay. Because now, it's, I mean, I think it'll be in his spot anyway. You just slide Kobe to the two, which he's a natural two anyway. But mm-hmm. the way that Kobe scores the ball. And that's, and that's the thing. If you put Kobe at the two, now he doesn't, he doesn't have the ball in his hands all of the time. Mm-hmm. But he also doesn't make some of the decision, bad decisions that he makes. Too like, you know, throughout the game. So you bring in a per point guard, another what? scoring. Per. <laughs> Pure. That's what I said. Per. <laughs> another per point guard. <laughs> and Cole Anthony. But he's a scoring guard too. But right. I think that backcourt would be real dangerous. And then you bring in Baycock, the He'll probably come off the bench behind Garrison, but I'm, I'm sure he'll eat up those minutes as well. Better backup than what we have now, I feel like. Just my opinion. What if what if Kobe goes to the to the the, the combine and I think he's I think in a in a in a different timeline. I really think he can stay and maybe be a better pick next year. You think no? He leaves. He leaves. All right. Next yeah, I definitely on. think he leaves. All right, thank here, you. Like here's like, like here's the thing. Like Kobe has, Kobe is a bona fide scorer. Mm-hmm. And in the league, they want you to be able to put the ball in the basket. As much as these jokers try to act like, oh, yeah, it's not about scoring, that's that's some BS. Right. Like, I, I've talked to people, and it's, trust me, if you can put the ball in the basket, they are going to pick you. Everything else, they'll kind of turn you into. Like, when you can score that thing at the level that uh, Kobe White scores it, you that's how you slide in the lottery. That's how you slide in the lottery. Now, again, he has potential as a scorer. The difference in him and Nasir Little is Nasir Little has this ceiling that everybody is like, man, he could be this great all-around player. Mm-hmm. Kobe is a certified bucket. So them mm-hmm. jokers are like, oh, yeah, 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 we need that. Like, everybody wants scoring in the NBA and in the ISO league. And, and like, look at the Lakers right now. Which y'all boy, LeBron. I like LeBron too. I ain't gonna say y'all boys, so I'll 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 back up on that. But you see the effort that they give? You I saw a post on Instagram the other day. <laughs> you you ain't got nothing to say about that? I don't I'm not, I, I don't I'm not a no. You know what's crazy? I saw a post on Instagram the other day and they were talking about why can't uh it was a uh Georgetown and Seton Hall kid slaps the floor and then gets scored on. <laughs> but then the kid then the kid that scored on him right back in his grill. Right. Like that never happens in the NBA. Right. Like it just never happens. Like right. there's no passion. Like these jokers don't play the game like with no passion. It's all about the money and the fanfare. Like it absolutely disgusts me. I I don't, I don't like that. That's why I don't watch it. 
Yeah, I don't like it either. And and then we all get caught up in, you know, all of these the trades and all that kind of mess and talking about the man, college basketball is where it's at. So it that's my opinion. I, don't I care can't wait for the day they start it. paying them and then it, it really becomes what it's supposed to be. And mm-hmm. kids go to college because of that. And right. right. It becomes bigger than the NBA anyway. All right. They, they, it, yo, it will. If they, if they start paying these kids while they're getting an education to better their lives after college. So what kids are running to now, they're trying to better their lives now, mm-hmm. like with the money mm-hmm. instead of with the education. Mm-hmm. And, and, you can't fault them for that. You can't. Like, I would never fault my kid for trying to better their life, like, because there's a financial gain in it. So I completely understand it. If I could have did it, I would have did it. But at the end of the day, education in this world is perceived and also is kind of highly tight, tight or highly, what's the word I'm looking for? I have zero idea. Highly tight, it, Something like that. That's something. Dang. And I'm talking about education right now. Who <laughs> bought a USC degree? Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't come at us. I told y'all. Don't come at us. Dang, what's the highly, highly... That must have been in that tiny. class, huh? It was. <laughs> in, that, in, that class, in that class that everybody was in. <laughs> highly... This gonna rub me because it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't say it. That's all right. Whatever. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Those of y'all that are educated. <laughs> what do you think that if students were being paid, like say for instance, a million a year? <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of money. It is. But I mean, for kids like Zion, who's bringing out Jay-Z and Spike Lee, I mean, it's not far-fetched either. Absolutely. So if you're paying a kid a million a year, that's four years, I can only imagine what how that would change their whole trajectory as far as money's concerned, as far as the NBA is concerned. There's no. Here's, here's my thing. And, and I, and like, I think a million dollars is too much. I'll say that. Now, mind you, I do understand that the NCAA is a billion dollar industry. I do understand that, but I think a million dollars is too much. Um, I will say some, somewhere along the line of $250,000 should make your life, whether you come from money or not, should make your life comfortable enough to where you are able to sustain your education. Mind you, you're already on scholarships, so mm-hmm. they're, they're giving you that for free. Mm-hmm. But an additional $250 or even just $100,000 will it dramatically increase your comfort level mm-hmm. to where you are ultimately fine. Like, you're not starving every night. $100,000 is a lot of money. Yeah. And I think it should be tax-free. Absolutely. You're right. No, you can't come get that, Uncle Sam. I think it needs to be tax-free. Hmm. That would change. The, I think it would make kids who aren't going to the NBA a lot feel a lot better about themselves, yeah. too. Yeah, Because there are kids who It'll don't get to go to the league and they contribute to the team and do all that mm-hmm. stuff and they don't get anything. Right. While their teammates go and make millions and they're working at Enterprise. All right. And that's, and that's, that's, that's that is it's yeah. the absolute truth. That's the, but that's the world though. Yeah. That's the world. Dang, that sucks. It does. It absolutely sucks. Modern day slavery. Y'all ever read the book Forty Million Dollar Slave? I don't think I read that. Y'all need to check that out. Mm. Check that out. Forty Million Dollar Slave. Anywho, that wasn't even on one of the topics it wasn't, though. <laughs> uh, to discuss. But um, let's discuss. Uh, 
Zion sitting out. Okay. What would you do? If I'm Zion, Zion, I wait until I'm 100% healthy, but I absolutely come back. Do you play less minutes? Uh, that's up to the coaching staff. But, again, he was hurt on a non-contact injury. You know, when I saw that. accident. I felt like when I first saw before I knew he got injured, I, when he was trying to cross up Luke May, I said, he's mm-hmm. doing way too much right here. That's, his, th- that's his game, well, though. I thought it was a little show. I'm not going to say that. All right, go ahead. Yeah, he, I mean, I he, was trying to, he was trying to make a, I don't know. What kind of movie is trying? Uh, to yeah, he was I, it was it was just a, a lot pivot. going on. Yeah. yeah, and then he and then yeah. he bust out his shoe. Like so again, like the accident or the the injury was freakish. Like mm-hmm. that, it just stuff that like that just doesn't happen. Happens. Yeah, doesn't happen. But it happened to him. So I'm not telling the kid that he should be sitting out for the rest of the year. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's that's good. I understand like what we just talked about. These kids aren't getting paid, and Zion has the potential to go out here and make crazy amount of money mm-hmm. and Nike is probably going to pay him extra now because of that particular incident. So with that, I think you say, all right, let me make sure that I am a hundred percent healthy before I get back out here on this floor. Because again, it was a non-contact injury. He could do that in working out and going to the, to the league. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I say, I, I heard you say earlier that they're talking about they're in phase four, of his four-step recovery, his four-step recovery, whatever that is. Um, I th- I think they were kind of keeping everything under wraps because I hadn't really heard much, but I I definitely think he waits till he's a hundred percent, but he definitely comes back. I say he comes back Saturday. You think he comes oh, back Saturday? Absolutely. Uh, for what though? Because it's the Carolina game. I think so. I- <clears throat> but what if he's not a hundred percent? I I don't I don't. <laughs> I agree, I, but yeah. I do think he comes back because it's the Carolina game, uh, and I think see, he comes now, back now, on limited minutes. That's that's the decision that you make. That's the decision that needs to be made by him and the family. Mm-hmm. Like, and I heard not, that's not, what not, it was that kept him out the first game was that his family told him to sit. That kept him out what first game? Ah, uh, the Carolina Duke game. I could be wrong, but that's what I, I saw. Oh, but but if his why would he why would he have come back? I don't game? know, but I'm saying that that. I if that included in his decision to sit was oh, in his okay. his parents like nah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Understand. And again, you have to take that into consideration. But I feel like, and again, and this isn't me being a Carolina guy. This is me being a basketball guy. Like, you don't come back until you are a hundred percent. And now, if you are a hundred percent against North Carolina, then absolutely come on, come play. I hope you don't, but <laughs> but they, they, you know what I'm saying. Absolutely, come play. But if you if you are ninety percent, ninety five, you don't test that because first of all, you need a really good practice, couple days of practice to make sure that knee is okay. Right. So, if he doesn't play tonight versus Wake Forest, mm-hmm. then you go and you 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 practice for the rest of the week. Maybe they give them Wednesday off to rest and practice Thursday, Friday for North Carolina. If he does not practice Thursday, Friday, there's no way he plays Saturday. Okay. But I would say he has to practice. Understood. Only at one hundred percent, though. Okay. Now let's talk about how people have this asterisk with UNC's win against Duke. Is oh, that... I don't want to hear that. Because I've, I've I don't want to hear that. Why did? Why are people discounting that win? 
because they because they're they're looking at the numbers. We beat them by sixteen. We we were up by twenty something, and then they're saying all oh, Zion averages uh, thirty points a game or twenty something points a game. So that'll put us at it. No, no, it wouldn't. Have. Because guess what? If yeah. Zion plays that game, R.J. Barrett doesn't have 35. Right. Oh, well, maybe he does. But Cam Reddish, dang sure don't have right. 20-something. Right. So, again, you, you can't put an asterisk by that win. You have to play with who you have on the floor. And I told them that when I did my my get at them all right after the game. Like, Duke fans are under this illusion that they are unbeatable. Were they undefeated before they came to Kirk, before we played them? No. Absolutely not. Okay, then. So they they've lost games like they aren't unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Like we could have still won that game, especially the way that we played defense that game. Yeah. Like I was impressed. I was like, "Yo, we out here hooping." Now, mind you, I do understand the Zion effect. I do understand that maybe Luke May doesn't have thirty and fifteen. Maybe he only has twenty and ten. But I still think the way that we played defense that game and the way that they were very sloppy with the basketball and the turnovers that they had, I still think we win that game. It might not be by sixteen. But it may be by six or seven. All right. Again, still a Carolina victory, even with Zion on the floor. Now, mind you, I understand the Zion effect. I will continue to say that. I understand the the rebounds that he could have gotten, the maybe the the, the block shots that he could have gotten because we we were dominant inside the paint, mm-hmm. dominant inside the paint that game. So I get that he could have changed a couple things, but again, he wasn't there, and we took advantage of it. So. You can't put an asterisk by that win. I said we needed to blow him out. We pretty much blew him out. That that way y'all can't say, oh, if Zion was there, we don't want, oh, I don't want to hear that. It would have been a closer game maybe, but that don't mean y'all would have won. Well, do we win Saturday? We win Saturday. Absolutely. I yeah, think we so win too. Saturday. Yeah. We sweep that ass. Yeah. Yeah, I said it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, against uh, Syracuse, who was it? No, Clemson. <clears throat> Coach Williams had a, a his vertigo. About and yeah. um, so as a player, what goes through your mind when that happens? Um, especially if you're in play and I and you look and see that happen, what goes through your mind? So as a player, like we we didn't even know he had vertigo. So like you know he would be down on one knee or or be yelling down in the defensive stands and then he'll drop to one knee. We were like, oh, okay, he got lightheaded. You know how you yeah, do that thing yeah, when you stand up yeah, too fast? Yeah. That's what we thought it was. And then, you you know, of course, you know, the news came out that he had vertigo. But but Saturday kind of, I was like, ooh, that was like a, that was like a big fallout. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he passed all the way out. So I was, yeah. I was definitely kind of concerned. <clears throat> Even hit our group chat like, yo, let's pray for coach. That kind of deal. Um, and we'll check on him uh, in the upcoming days, but that that kind of thing you you just kind of hope he's okay, and you 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 understand that it is a condition, so so you just hope that he's able to manage it as well as possible. But um, just like that, just like a player being missing, Zion Williamson, mm-hmm. when you're missing your head coach, and you're still able to uh, come out with the win because. No, no team is one player. This is a team sport, basketball. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and no coaching staff is one coach. So for Coach Rob to step up in that role and be, you know, what the team needed at that particular time and, and, and be able to pull us out in a, in a very tough environment mm-hmm. at Clemson um, was kudos to him and, and a great job by Carolina for pulling that win out. Now, um, it's – how do I even ask this question? Um, 
so coaches is, is essentially tied in for eight more years. Mm-hmm. Does he? Do you think he plays or coaches eight more years? I do not. I think I think this, and I think it's ten. I think it's ten more years. Might be ten. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it is ten. Which is so he had he had crazy. He was through twenty twenty two, and then he signed an eight year extension on top of that. <laughs> so it's I think it's ten more years, but I do not think he coaches ten more years. Um, I think this is kind of a situation to where he says, okay, let me start grooming who I want next. I think they're going to give coach that decision and uh, to be the decision maker and kind of who takes over. I don't know who that is, though. I'm trying to look at old coaches. I'm sorry. Old coaches as far as? Just old, like older coaches and because coaches, what, 67, 8? Something like that. Yeah, I'm just – I mean, it's Coach just, K is like 70, 70 like, something. So it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if coach coaches about f- five of that ten though. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise no, me. No, not at all. Because I mean, you have coaches. I'm looking at. I think this is football coaches. I'm looking at. Yeah. There's one coach who's seventy eight, and it's just it's crazy to me that coaches coach that long. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's crazy. The question is, who takes over when Coach K retires? You talking about a, a disarray? Mm-hmm. So, so did Capel leave in order to be able to come back? I said that, but then what? What? What would that do to Pitt's program? They had to have thought that through. I would think they put that in the stipulations. I would Maybe think not. he put that in his in the stipulations. Like I only leave if Duke opens up. If Duke wants me. That's about what four years, maybe. I think four or five. Yeah, I think I think him and I think him and Coach Williams. I think they go out about the same time. Yeah, Coach K is seventy. Oh, he's only seventy. I thought he was older than that. Yeah. Well, Coach, uh, how old is Beheim? Beheim is like seventy. What? He's 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 pretty old, about seventy four ish. Yeah, man. Seventy three, yeah. When, when was this written? Yeah, he's seventy four. Yeah, so that's crazy. Again, yeah, but as long as you can do this thing, and I and and you know, Bayhawk was talking about <coughs> retirement a couple years ago, when that old investigation and all that kind of stuff yeah. took place. That they took vacated some of his wins, so he's no longer a thousand win coach and all that kind of mess. But yeah. Oh uh, yeah, coach is only sixty eight. Yeah, I think he I can. can see, I can yeah. get to do it to about seventy five. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think I would, but I wouldn't either. But I mean, if it's something you love and you ain't got nothing else to do, you're right. And if you're able bodied, right. And he has the best doctors in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure UNC would put him in a cryogenic <laughs> tank if they could. Absolutely. <laughs> um. All right. Next up. Um. So, Wake Forest has a new AD. We discussed Wake Forest and their coaching situation a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago. And it seems like Wake Forest is is hearing their fan base and changing the the culture with their men's basketball program. So, they hired John Curry, um, and they're replacing Ron Wellman. That news came out around midnight on Sunday morning. The most randomest news, (laughs) like on Sunday morning at midnight, 
Ron Wellman is no longer the AD. Um, as a player, what goes through your mind when you wake up in the morning? And it's not coming from a coach. It's not coming from a player or anyone on your staff. It's coming from Twitter. Honestly, as a player, you really don't care, honestly, because you don't have that much interaction with the AD. But does that give you fear of change coming? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, then you have to care then, because now if you get a new AD, you're not worried about the AD part. You're worried about the change coming along with the new AD. Right. And what that means for not only your coaching staff, but possibly, like, your your scholarship, because not maybe. No. Maybe, maybe. And here's and here's why I say you really you really don't care, because, again, you don't have that much interaction with the AD, and plus, most, most kids, they don't understand, like, what that means. Like they don't understand, like oh, there's a change in higher up, so that could possibly affect us. They don't, they don't see the trickle down effect. Honestly, most most players don't. Um, the only people that would be worried about something like that is the coaches. Like the coaches is like, oh shoot, okay, this guy might have been in my corner. Mm-hmm. So now the guy, the new guy that's coming in has no ties to me. So now that could be that was that was a concern in North Carolina when Bubba Cunningham was 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 hired as the AD. So, like, because he was an outside guy, mm-hmm. he didn't have any Carolina ties. He didn't have any ties to Carolina for and Coach Williams. Right. And especially at that particular time when the investigation and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff was going on. So, it might it seemed like, okay, I'm going to come in and shake everything up. So, but again, that was only understood by the coaches and not really the players. All of the players were worried about or, or recruits and all that kind of stuff was the academic scandal. That's it. Right. So that's why they made the decision not to or to come. But you don't necessarily understand that trickle-down effect as a player. Most Again, most players don't. But um, I think this news at Wake Forest, I'm ready to see how it's going to play out. Mm-hmm. Just because that's – like for him to retire like that mm-hmm. and like in the blink of an eye, you have to think that either he was absolutely pushed out mm-hmm. or – they're getting ready or made a decision already that he was like not on board with at all and he was like bumped as I'm out. So mm. I don't know. We got we gonna see. I'm intrigued. Yeah, very much so. Cause you know that's your squad now, so you <laughs> you, <laughs> you all demon. I just feel like Wake Forest doesn't get the, the media that they ship for them to be an ACC team. It's kinda like they're the stepchild. Which I can understand when you have Carolina Duke and State in in your right. in your area within an hour of you, it's kind of hard to get the attention. But um, Make some noise. it's just interesting to see their development and how people, the commentators, talk about how hard it is to get into Wake Forest, and then we talked about that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just interesting. Anyhow, again, like some of these jobs out here, man. Again, like, even like a Georgia Tech, like these schools are even heck. I would even say NC State, but NC State be taking some people. Like, they, they be sneaking some jokers in that really shouldn't be there. But, you know, it is what it is. Like, some of these schools are very, very difficult and competitive to get into. And, again, I understand that you use athletics sometimes to increase your your student body as far as, you know, well, I can't really say that, especially not in college. But I feel like, I do feel like, Athletics are helping kids get their education when when they wouldn't have gotten that before. Right. So your talent level in a particular sport may be up here. Academically, you may not be as high as you are athletically, but because 
you are so good athletically, you are able to get in a university that you would may not have academically. And who knows that the untapped potential that you could help with right. with the student? It's, right, absolutely. Because a lot of kids are used for the athleticism, and they're not given the opportunity to excel educationally because a lot of teachers mm-hmm. kind of give them a pass too. So, uh, I've, 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 I agree with that. I, I mean, agree with that, especially for anyway. But that's but that's on the program itself too, though. Like you, you got to start holding Hold these kids accountable. accountable. Yeah, you're right. That's it. Hold these kids accountable. Make sure they're going to study hall. Take away what they what they there to do. You're right. Like if these jokers ain't going to class, you ain't playing. If you ain't coming to practice, you're not playing. Like it's as simple as that. You have to you have to set a culture. It's like your household. Your kids are gonna act the way that you raise them to act. Mm-hmm. Now, now of course they're gonna do some some stupid stuff that you ain't raised them to do. That's just that's a part of growing up. That's man. That's a part of building a culture, of building a, a athletic program. Like if you if you make academics a priority, then it will be a priority. But you have to stick to that. And no matter who the player is, I don't care if it's Zion Williamson down to the last guy on the bench. If you are not performing academically, then you will sit down. It's as simple as that. And now they understand the importance of it, and so they do it. Touche. We'll see. We'll see. Um, that's everything. That's all the important topics. Um, your game of the week. I mean, it's kind of not. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's obvious. It's, but it's it definitely is obvious. A a a Duke bums. Oh gosh, here, here we go. come. I know y'all heard this song. At home, I'm I'm hoping I get to go to this game. X gonna give it to you. Uh, X gonna give. We come. We coming. All right. Uh, ah, ah. All right. You know, DMX had a puppy. His name was Ja Rule. Earth, Earth. <laughs> I don't even want to do this no more. <laughs> don't be like that. What's going on outside the ACC? Let's just talk about Houston and UCF. Yo, no. I don't want to talk about that game. Why? Because. I finally watched a game outside the ACC you and did. you don't even want to talk about it. But uh, My thing is because. They have the scariest mascot too, UCF. I don't know. It's like a death thing. Like yeah, It's like zero. the Reaper. Yeah. It's scary. They're, they're like the Knights. It's though. not healthy. Wait, really? Yeah. Who's, who is that? <laughs> I might think about the wrong school. I don't know. You Who see has it? a reaper? Mascot. Who has a reaper as their mascot? It's totally not UCF. Who would see reaper mascot? Who is that? It's some team. Yeah, because Houston is the Cougars. Who else were you watching? <laughs> <laughs> You talking about finally watching some games out of the ages? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you watching? No, it's I promise you. I'm, no I'm team has a reaper yes, as their mascot. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Are you kidding Scar- me? Scariest mascot. In Lord mascot. have mercy. Y'all help her. I'm going to give it to you in two seconds. Nobody, nobody knows who, who this is right now. If you're listening to this show and you know who has a reaper for a mascot, we we are going to applaud you because I have zero idea. I know who it is. Hold on, you just gotta give it to me. Furman has a mascot. It's called the. Uh, he's like a pirate or something like that, but it's called a Palladian or something maybe. He looks like a. He looks a little bit like a reaper. Go on, talk ECU, about UCF. And- ECU has a pirate. <laughs> Go on, talk about UCF. Yo, UCF, 
UCF knocking off Houston this weekend was huge. And it kind of, but but again, we had this conversation before. And I told you the only team that I think could match up with them was UCF. And but Houston ended up beating them that game before. Um and then they they ended up beating them on the road and then lose to them at home. And this was the first time in college game they were there in forever. Forever ever? Forever ever. Have you found this thing yet? No, I'm looking. You know, I mean, I, I, it's only so much that I can do to fill up this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find it. You know, I don't, I, what are you looking for? It is, I promise you, it's hands down the scariest mascot in the NCAA. No, I don't know what possessed knows. this school. It is like, it's, it's let's awful. Talk, let's talk about, let's talk about teams that, uh, <laughs> that have a mascot that have nothing to do with their mascot name, like Stanford. With that tree? Yeah. Stanford has a tree. That are Stanford Cardinals. Where did the tree come from? I don't know. How is that? Is that the, what is that? Somebody has to tell me. We got to look that up. Why is Stanford? Or, or Wichita. Wichita State. And they're, I don't know what this thing is right here. It's like a, Second. they're the shockers though. What is a shocker? Zero idea. Like exactly. A I don't know. Something? Static Shock would have been a good mascot for him, but what is Static Shock? It is definitely like a superhero. You never heard of Static Shock? No, I've heard of uh, Black Lightning. Black <laughs> Lightning would have been good. They, that's who they need. Is they and they black and gold? That'd have been tough. <laughs> you don't think so? Static Shock is actually a black character. He's a DC person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Did not know that. I'm not like all into the comic book thing. Forgive me. They try to clown me. Here it is. I is found it? it. What is that? Who I is found it? it. All right. <laughs> Here it is. Y'all gonna see you not try to play me. Who's the school? Friar Providence. That's who it is. Providence. The Friars. Yes. It's, it is not. How is that a scary mascot? Look, look this fool. He got a hood on. That he. I'm about to say something. He's scary. <laughs> He is scary late. Have you seen oh, him so, in person? Oh, so so so, so a mascot, so a mascot in a hoodie is is scary. Look, that's what, that's where you go. Afraid of anybody white in a hoodie. <laughs> that, is that what you're saying right now? Absolutely. Uh, a dude in a hoodie cautious. is scary. Lord I, I said no. Don't take that that far. <laughs> Look at this theme though. I've I've seen the no, Providence mascot. I need for you to Google this. Oh my goodness. Prior Dom Dome Dom. Friar. D O M. Dome. Dom. Let's see. Let's see what she's talking about, ladies and gentlemen. That thing is what? scary. Wait. Who is. Right, oh, Lord have mercy. He's, he's scary. <laughs> that man got on a Jesus cloth. <laughs> He got on a Jesus apron with a black hoodie on. It's, it's not. It's not. No. Why is that scary? That's not real. Of course it's not real. It's, it's not, a mascot. It, no, it, it shouldn't. Anyway, moving on. What's next? Lord have mercy. It's not even on a topic either. Uh, who's your player of the week? <laughs> player of the week goes out to my <laughs> homeboy, former player, Jamaru Brown. From Eastern Kentucky. My boy put up numbers this week. And he was the, the OVC uh, player of the week this week. 
averaging 24 points, five assists, three and a half rebounds, and three steals. Mm, Shooting 54% from the field, 50 from three, and 87 from the line. Had a season-high 31 versus Moorhead State. Mm. Getting busy out there. Jamal Brown was always a dog, though. Like, I enjoyed coaching that kid, man, at Southern last year. He was the player of the year last year at the Big 8 Conference. Um, And we were 21-7 and last year, and I'm telling you, without him, I don't know if we'd have got that. That Mm. joker was an absolute problem. Like, he's a downhill guy. Um, I thought he was – I thought he could have went a little bit higher than, you know, me and Major, but – Again, academically, you have to do what you are supposed to do, and um, he didn't always do what he was supposed to do, kind of played around a little bit, and that cost him. But I think he found a great situation at Eastern Kentucky. Uh, Eastern Kentucky is making sure they're doing what they're supposed to do as far as he is concerned and uh, academic-wise, and he's becoming a better player and a better student. So that's all you can ask for, man, because these kids nowadays, what you try to pour into them as coaches um, – Sometimes they look at you like you're crazy until they go through it. And mm-hmm. now, I, and I'm I'm super proud of that kid, man, because he's a, he's a dog, bro. He 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 is an absolute gamer. When them lights come on, he is ready to play at all times. So um, excited for Jamar Brown, my player of the week. Who's yours? Kobe. I knew you was gonna say that. Kobe. I knew you was gonna say Kobe. I mean, I freshman of the that. week, ACC player of the week. I mean, what else can you ask for? Yeah. Because I ain't going to lie, had it not been Jamar Rue, mine would have been Kobe, too. But. Um, career high against Syracuse. Buckets. <laughs> like, he 28 points against Clemson. Buckets. Like, lottery. It's crazy. That's it. Uh, he's. Right. He's hashtag he gone. I don't think anyone. <laughs> did you expect this of Kobe when he came in? Like, did anybody? Like, you got to. Listen, if you were, if you that much of a bucket in high school. I don't think I've heard much fanfare of Kobe coming in. Maybe. Was I not listening? Yeah, you definitely won't listen. Okay, I probably wasn't yeah, listening. Because he started climbing the ranks, like, rather quickly. I, I didn't hear much. Yeah, that joker. Bro, he, he, he's a certified bucket. And you can't do nothing Out of Goldsboro. Of right. all places. Right. Ugh. Right. I'm sorry, Goldsboro folks, but. Ugh. Goldsboro. Goldsboro ain't nothing but a. Well, it's better than Winston, I guess. Yeah. No, not Trey really. Trey She, she okay. hammering y'all, Trey <laughs> At least Winston has a, a mall. Goldsboro don't even have a mall. Do they not? No. They I don't even think I've been to Goldsboro. Exactly. There's nothing there. Huh. But a Starbucks and a Krispy Kreme. Yeah, it's probably everywhere. Touche. But, yeah. Winston do got a mall. Hey, they ain't saying much either. <laughs> they hey. had rice in the middle of their, their mall when I was walking through. Like, rice who? Just rice. You mean like actual rice? Like actual packets of rice in the middle of the mall. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's a... Anyway. But, yeah, Kobe's my player of the week. Fantastic, Kobe. Luke May is a close second. Luke had a heck of a week this week, too. Cam's been kind of quiet, too. He has been, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. He missed, he missed a lot of shots against Clemson. Yeah, he's been kind of quiet. I'm okay with that, though. Because he's been carrying us all season. It's time for somebody Absolutely, else to step yeah, up. You're right. And Kobe and Luke are, are making that, that push. Um, Kenny is doing what he's supposed to do defensively. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of I – know, I, know, I know Nasir has had some big games recently. But I, I was scared that he was kind of going to cost us against Clemson. He, he had some big games. Florida State and 
he played well against uh, Syracuse right after that, I think it was. Um, I don't think he played well against Syracuse. It was two, two games before that, Florida State and somebody else before that. Um, so he's been on kind of a roll. I think I think we're still what? I was going to ask you this question because we asked Kenny this question during after the game against Syracuse. What is it about Coach that makes his teams click in February? Like during from September or what? November to January, fans are worried that this team is just not going to just be anything. We're just oh, we're going to the NIT. So, but it's just something about coach that all of a sudden, mid-March, everything just clicks, and all of a sudden, we're a number one seed, we're top three. Like, everything is just not perfect, but it's, like, it's... Right where it needs to be. Yeah. Like, so, what is it? And here's the thing. When you come to the University of North Carolina, you are learning to play high basketball, IQ basketball. High basketball, IQ basketball, high IQ basketball. <laughs> so that takes a little bit if you aren't already there. Um, it, it took a little while with Kobe. Even though Kobe is a certified bucket, so but his basketball IQ is still climbing. He's taking better shots. He's knocking them down. He's making a pass when he needs to. That takes a while to learn. All of these kids are coming from being the absolute man on their teams. Mm-hmm. So if you talk about a Kobe White coming from Goldsboro, you're talking about Marcel Little coming from Florida. Mm-hmm. Like, those guys. And then then you you add that on top of guys that are already there that already know the system. Mm-hmm. It takes a while for that to blend. Now, we've looked good before now. Yeah, yeah. But, Gonzaga. again, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've looked good before now. It's just... Now, everybody is on the same page. Mm-hmm. Everybody understands their role. Mm-hmm. That takes time to define. Because even 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 if you take a Luke May, who's been there for four years, who was preseason ACC player of the year, you take him and you throw him out there, and now he has so much pressure on, on him at the beginning of the year, then finally he's like, bump it. I don't care. I'm just out here playing. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Kenny. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Cam. Mm-hmm. Like those guys have been in the system, but they they it's their senior season, so they're they're worried about you know expectations after this and all that kind of stuff. I went through it myself. I had a stretch when my senior year where I was like, I probably averaged like two points a game through like a three point three game stretch, and like it like because I was so worried about what was next, and I was so I, and I was thinking about. Um, like if I don't play well against this team, like how are NBA scouts going to view me? Will mm. I get you? like like those things are real for seniors because that is your time is up. Right. And for freshmen, you're learning the system kind of deal. So it takes a little while. It takes November, December, January to kind of get all of those things out of the way, and then you start hitting your stride. Because this was the same time again, my senior year, we started hitting our stride. We go in. I'm I I've. Again, had my breakdown in Virginia after I only scored four points or something like that. And I'm trying to figure out how to lead this team. And then the next couple games, we explode. I explode. I go and have a career high at NC State. Then turn around have another career high at Virginia. We go into Duke and beat them. And and we're and now we're number three seed in the NCAA tournament. So And then what happened? And then, you know <laughs> Then we We lost. Okay. To George Mason. 
Yeah. That was a tough one. Why you got to bring that up, though? Sorry. This was supposed to be a great conversation. I'm sorry. This all ruined my mood. Lies. I'm back up. So, again, um, but but it takes that time. It takes that time. And I think and I think that the more, um, and this happens every year with Coach's team, because he beats into them, or not, well, let me, no, I don't want to say beats into them, but he he keeps his point his point. He's not going to change. You are as players. <laughs> And once you buy into that, that is that's how that's how it's gonna be. You either gonna change or you ain't gonna play. So you're gonna change your game to fit the style that Carolina has, and that's a winning style, and that's how it is. And and again, it takes until this time in the end of February, early March, to be able to have that on the road. All right. Um. Uh, ACC tourney is next week. Yeah. This is already long, so we might have to do like another edition of, of the podcast because I think we're about like a good forty five minutes. But mm-hmm. so um, yeah, we can wrap this up. It works. Any final thoughts? Man, y'all get out there and enjoy your day, man. Don't let nobody mess your day up because it's beautiful to be alive. I think we should we should start loving more. Cause this world needs it, and so much hatred. <laughs> bye, y'all. I ain't got nothing to say. You you need to say something to the people. No, they want to hear you talk. All right, all right, Dave. Uh, go home somewhere. Hey, y'all enjoy y'all day, man. This is gonna be a beautiful day. We out. <laughs>